Hi y'all, my name is Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I'm a licensed therapist with 16 plus years of experience. I'm also a published author. I've written close to 60 books. My goal is 100 within the next five to 10 years. I am also an entrepreneur. I have a podcast, I have uh, training courses, I have t-shirts, I mean, you know, you name it. Uh, and so we're gonna back for another banger, y'all. Are y'all ready? I am so excited about this one. I did a quick reel and it was five seconds or maybe how 60 seconds long. But this is something I'm passionate about, so I decided to do another YouTube teaching on it, and that is called It's Not Business, It's Just Kingdom. For those who don't know, I give you faith-based principles to bring about lasting change. Um, one of the things that um, uh, that I'm really passionate about is um, leaders and developing and all those types of things. A lot of people don't know that, uh, you know, but I do have a doctorate. One of my doctorates is in uh, Christian organization leadership, Christian organizational leadership. And so uh, I probably have studied leadership development probably just as long as I've studied uh, to become a mental health therapist. It's just something I was always interested in. Um, and so I have a goal and had a goal of also not just starting my private practice, but starting a consulting business, registered the name, did everything I need to do. And I just realized that uh, I just had a lot going on. So I can't um, dedicate all of my energy into it at this time, but it is coming. And so in, in, in doing this and then decided to do this, I'm not bragging, I'm giving my foundation here. So y'all don't go like, why is she talking? Uh, and doing my, in my research, I've spent a lot of years researching. Uh, when I submitted my, my dissertations, one of the things that I studied was how uh, the secular world versus how Christians are developed into lead their leadership position. Um, There's some similarities. I don't have time to go into detail and all the, the numbers and the stats. I'm not going to do that. But there are some similarities. But in the Christian world, there are some differences. And so what I did was I did a comparative analysis of like literally looking scripture line by line, looking at different people who are strategic in their development and how they develop their leaders. And I compared that to like modern day um, leadership development courses and this whole uh, uh, trend that's going on. And there's a huge difference. And uh, I think it's important to to really sit and, 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 and have a discussion about that. Now, I know this is a therapy. This is not therapy, but I'm a therapist. But this is just something I'm passionate about outside of that. I wanted to speak to that. And so the title, again, if I had not already said so, it's called It's Not Business, It Is Kingdom. And there's some ways that we, we just, we cannot apply secular strategies of business development uh, into a Christian realm. There's some things that we can, as far as the spirit of excellence, the use of social media, the use of technology, really, really honing in on developing your craft. There's certain things that we do want to transfer, but there's some things that we do not. There is a difference between being developed uh, in your in, 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 as a Christian leader versus a non-Christian. Okay, and I want to clarify this. I know I said Christian versus non-Christian. Also, remember this. I am a professional that operates in a secular world. Okay, I don't I don't have a uh, a clinical Christian degree. I didn't get a certificate in Christian counseling. I went to I graduated literally from Howard University some odd years ago. And so my target audience, when I talk about leadership development, it's not necessarily like I'm not a pastor. I don't uh, ordain elders. I'm, I'm not necessarily addressing that audience, but it's inclusive of those people. I'm addressing persons like myself who are business professionals who love God and how we show up in these spaces that may be not necessarily 
uh, they might necessarily be welcoming of our faith practices, but how do you show up? How do you show out and how do you win? Um, and, and, and still maintain your faith without compromise. Uh, and so there's certain things that just have to be different about how we serve. And it's really important if you look at uh, so many examples in the Bible, uh, Joseph, Daniels, uh, there's so many people that excelled exceptionally well in their with their faith but they operated in a world that was anti-faith so it's not uncommon this is not a new thing it's found in the bible so i'm gonna give you some quick tips about the differences that i see and whew, okay you hopefully you can tell i'm really passionate about this i'm like ah. so y'all pray for me i want to launch this business but i like you could probably tell i got like 100 million trillion things going on but it's gonna come i just gotta wait on god's timing so when i talk about waiting and just not trying to go ahead of god you just you know i gotta take my own advice as well okay so these are quick points well point number one it's really important to know let me i forgot i didn't get bring my hold on y'all looking down i had my my, my virtual bible here because i did break down some scriptures as well uh, so one one of the things that's really important is that this is where it's really different. Your kingdom assignment versus your your kingdom assignment uh, versus your your secular assignment. Number one, this is really different, uh, but it's the truth. You cannot network your way into your kingdom assignment and your kingdom purpose. In the secular world, you can. In the Christian world, you cannot. There are some doors that will not open for you if it is not or God ordained. There are some positions that are already preordained by whom God has chosen. Remember, the people chose King Saul. God chose King David. Okay? The people. So just because what a man chooses and what God chooses is not the same thing. And there's so many people, they look at, let's say, ministry platforms or your favorite preacher or your favorite business person. And you think, ooh, I, I can get next to who? I can find this person. Let me get next to this pastor. Let me pretend to, to like this person so I can get selfies and likes. If it's not a, a, a your God, God will stop your efforts is what I put. Uh, because what happens is people often are covetous towards positions and they think if I could just get next to the pastor, if I can get next to the business owner, if I can get next to him, take a few selfies, pretend I'm your friend, pretend I like you, then I can get to my next spot. It's the art of war. It's the art of war. See, the enemy can't defeat you. So what he does, he pretends. I did a brief, um... I did a brief, but I did a reel again on why people pretend. They always have ulterior motives. But remember, who God chose, chooses and who man chooses is not the same thing. And God never chooses who man chooses. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. God knows what he is doing. So again, you can, in the secular world, you can. Get, get next to who's who. You know, it's a business strategy. Go to these business meetings. Show up where, the, where your favorite person is at. Go see where Oprah is going to show up at. See if you can get a selfie with her. See if you can have somebody a contract. But that ain't how it works. And that's not how it works in God's kingdom. And I know so many people like that. I know people who are preachers who said, who said, well, let me see if I could, let me see if I can hook up with this preacher. Or they liking all this person's folks. They trying to hang out with, I know this person. And God, that ain't, that ain't, that don't mean nothing to God. You're just wasting your time because God will ex expose fakes and phonies. He will. Okay?
Y'all get that? All right. <laughs> Let's start. Point number two. Okay, we ain't gonna be here too long. I'm just gonna tell you. The, I'm telling you the whole facts, and maybe it'll hit you hard. But you have to know. You have to know who you are in God. The, okay, let me not get ahead of myself, but God knows who you are. He God knows who what he has called you to. And people get into selfish ambition and selfish motives and, 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 and all these things. And they're not really pursuing the purposes of God because it's what God wants. It's because it's going to make me feel better. I wrote a book called Broken Trying to Lead. It's a thorough book. It has four different workbooks. I'm coming with, I have two training uh, modules uh, associated with, I want to do two more. These are workshops. But before I wrote this book, uh, God began to speak to me because this is how I started seeing uh, my t the type of clients I see in my private practice. Uh, I wrote a book called Broken Trying to Lead. It's a very thorough book. And he said to Mary, oftentimes people get a false sense of confidence from what they can accomplish. And that's why they're motivated by selfish ambition. So if I can just get to this next person, I can get to that platform, if I can get to this position, if I can get here, if I can get here, if I can get here, then I will be okay. And it's, it's a faulty sense of, a faulty sense of, of accomplishments because it's not, you have to gain confidence in who you are, not who you know. I'm gonna say that again. You gotta gain confidence from who you are, not who you know. Okay. This is another difference. In the kingdom of God, God prepares his people in secret. I'm telling you, I've studied this. If you look at every pillar in the Bible, okay, he, God selects a person and he, then he sends them off in secret because you're being developed behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. In the secular world, it's based upon, again, networking. Uh, when God, remember, because the Bible says a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Your gift has to be developed, but so does your character. I said, I said so does your character. In the secular world, it's who gets the numbers, who can, who can pull the most people, who can make the most money. Integrity is not really important. If they even mention it, I, when I was doing my research and I was looking through uh, different research articles and, 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 and looking at the data, I didn't really see a whole lot of, I, I don't remember. And again, I did a lot of research. This ain't something I came up with overnight. I don't remember seeing where integrity was even a thing. They have they, they, some like human services organization. They'll, they'll use like four pillars of success or, you know, they'll use the, uh, I think the Covey's, um, I can't think of it, um, uh, habits of a, of, of a successful person. They'll use that. But your, your, your lack of integrity disqualifies you in God's kingdom. Pride disqualifies you if, it, if you even put yourself, even if, if, even if, if that was your position in the first place. Because remember, prideful people are seeking positions. But God prepares you because he wants you to be sustained in your practice, sustained in your business, sustained in your ministry, and your integrity will not get you there. Uh, uh, I, the Lord spoke to me. This is for Christian leaders, pastors, leaders, things like that. The Lord spoke to me uh, a few days ago, and I wrote it. I didn't write it down. I wrote it in my journal. He said, Samaria, I'm never going to send someone who is going to smite the shepherd. I am never going to send someone who is going to smite the sheep. He's, God is not sending someone to manipulate the shepherd. He's not sending someone that's going to be nasty or derogatory to the sheep. God does not send those people. Those people send themselves. Let's pause for a moment. 
See, when God sends someone, you're going to prosper. And, and, and you have, you are, you are motivated by, by the purposes of God. Not selfish ambition. Point number three, when you are in God's kingdom, you cannot manipulate yourself into kingdom positions. Now, again, how man chooses and how God, man looks like the outward appearance. So you talk your talk, you know, I don't hate to play, I hate the game. Talk your talk and you can get in good with anybody. But in God's kingdom, you can't talk your talk. Okay? In the secular world, you can, not in God's. I was thinking about this minister I know. I know him. Well, I don't know him personally, but I know of him. And when I say this man was everywhere, I mean, he was everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, every time you turn on television, every time you turn on, I mean, the news, the man was everywhere. Everywhere. And I remember I was sitting, this was a couple years ago, I was sitting in my apartment back then. And I said, ooh, that, this, oh, oh, I gotta tell you what, he's anointed. Look, he's everywhere. And I never, because this is how, you know, I talk to God now. He tell me, he check me real quick. He said, I don't care about none of that. He said, I don't care about platforms. I don't care about positions. That doesn't impress me. I said, wow. Man is impressed by that. How many people you can stand before? How many people you can lead? Let me say, I have a multi-million dollar business. Show me my car. Look at my Gucci. Look at my Louis. God don't care about none of that. So you cannot manipulate yourself into kingdom position in the secular world. You can. This is why some of my, you know, my therapy clients that come in, man, I have a lot of clients that are Christian. They're like, man, I just thought about this job. I don't understand why they tripping. Like I'm trying to get my check and go home. I ain't really trying to do all that. Why is we have these problems? And you have to understand, um, it's not the position. It's the power that you possess. Uh, when you are not motivated by selfish ambition, when you are not motivated by, uh, 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 by a different spirit, you will be intimidated by people. You are, you are intimidating to people who are because you mess up their plans. Come on, I'm dropping gems today. Y'all better give me a like. Y'all better start subscribe. I mean, share this though. <laughs> Woo. Hmm. Uh, when we talk about, so I want to say it, let's say it in Christian churches. This is how people get on by manipulation. Remember kingdom and Christian are not the same thing. Kingdom and church uh, don't always, they should be intertwined, but they don't always. Have you ever sat down and you see somebody you're like, how the heck are you standing at that position? You are a mess. How are you nasty like that and you got that position? How the heck can you not put two sentences together? And you, how, Sway? How? Like you really bad, but you in that position. This is why you see gifted people who are gifted and not anointed. Now we confuse gifted for anointed, but sometimes if it ain't at the oil like that, it just ain't there. <laughs> you could call, you can call it whatever you want, but it ain't there. It ain't there. But remember, in God's came, God sees past like God. I don't have no platforms. So we call people that are anointed that, that anointed. We call people that are 
really, really, really not God anointed. Let me tell you how these people get on. Because again, the Bible says a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. It does not say your integrity is going to keep you there. That's what it don't say. But people that are really shouldn't be in these positions, how they really get on, I'm going to tell you, the T has nothing to do with them. Uh, God releasing them has nothing because most of them don't wait on God to develop them. How they do it is they put themselves in position. They put themselves in platforms. I know people, I went to school people who they were serving under a great man of God and as soon as that man of God tells them, no, you can't, you're not ready, sit you down, they're off to the next person. These are vagabond spirits. How these people get on is because a simple phone they send a press release or an email. This is uh, Dr. John Doe of Apostle to the Nations. I'm coming to your town. I can prophesy over all of your uh, uh, whomever. And that's how they get put on. This is why you see people that are gifted. You're like, how the heck? What, 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 what? And these people are like, wow. That's, wow, wow. And it ain't nothing to do, you know when you are anointed, right? Watch this, when you don't have to call people, they call you. The anointing is tangible on your life. People's lives are changed. And let me clarify, this is in any organization. I do not call people to come to my practice. I don't do that. Now I'm on social media, but I did it because I love obedience to God. But I don't go and say, hey, I'm a therapist. Hey, can you call me? Hey, I don't call nobody, they call me. The, when the Bible says, when, 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 when I am lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So that's how they get put on. You have to think, how the heck, how you, how you, how? You, you can't, can we, can we, can we talk? Can we talk? Can we, can we talk? We be calling people great and it ain't great. It ain't good. It's mediocre at best. It's basic. It's basic. We are in this generation have gotten so used to mediocrity and hype and marketing teams. We call what is basic. It ain't even good. Great. Just go and get your meeting. But I don't know about y'all. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. I don't care how much money you got. I don't want no position. I want no parts. Because if God don't show up, and ain't no, what's the point? Don't get good. Don't do that. This is one thing God spoke to me a couple of years ago. He said, Samaria, counterfeits always come up before the world. Counterfeits always come before the real thing. Always. Counterfeits look the part, sound the part. Remember, it's short. he looks like he looks like little Abraham's promise, but he's not. He's not even Abraham could manipulate God's hand. So counterfeits look the part, but 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 counterfeits are always exposed. Watch this under pressure. I'm talking good, y'all. I am talking good, tough. Okay, <laughs> they're always exposed under pressure. I used to work at a jewelry store, true story, y'all. Um, I used to work at a jewelry store and two different jewelry stores, believe it or not. Um, and I, and I, when I worked there, it was because um, 
Uh, I was an this is years ago. I was an undergrad, and when you work retail, they give you flexible hours. Like I don't have to be at eight to five. I can come in like after my last class at five or something like that. And so I learned a lot about jewelry. That's why I love jewelry. And so if when you look at jewelry, uh, um, a cubic zirconia, which is a fake diamond, uh, and a real diamond looks the same to the natural eye. It takes a trained eye to know the difference. Um, and so you can have someone has this huge, big, quote unquote, diamond, and it's really fake. It's, it's less. It's worth probably less than twenty dollars with the setting included. But you get a a, a, a real diamond, and it's it's priceless. It's it's valuable. It costs somebody something. How we know a fake diamond? Again, I can tell by natural eye because my my you know years ago my mind was trained to just you know pick up. We will take this thing, I don't remember, it's some kind of pin. I can't remember the name of it, it's a jewelry uh, tester. And all you do, you take the pin and you would take that pin and you would take the diamond and you put it under, you put, push it down on this little pin thing and it would tell you whether or not is a counterfeit diamond versus the real thing. Tell you, and it would be like a little green line, it's, it's real, and something else tell you it wasn't real. I'll tell you all this to say that. A counterfeit looks real. It, it feels real. It sets on your hand like it's real, but it doesn't disclaim. It doesn't. It doesn't negate the fact that it's still a counterfeit. It is still a counterfeit. No matter how much you talk, no matter how much people talk a good game, it's still a counterfeit anointing. And all you gotta do is under pressure. Under pressure, every counterfeit exposes themselves. Under pressure, they don't become evil. Under pressure, they simply expose themselves because you can only play and pretend for so long. All right, come on, y'all. This is good to my seat. Um, this is for organizational leaders. So, I, so uh, I've done a lot of research. So I studied uh, individual development. I've studied um, uh, uh, a lot of that, but I also studied corporate and organizational development. This is really, 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 really important. Okay, every organizational leader. Uh, in both a secular around this is where they where they are similar in a secular organization and in a Christian organization you must you must discern a Haman a Haman what's a Haman Haman is like the male version of Jezebel what Haman is was a second command to King Hercules Haman uh, is promoted to positions based upon his own manipulation okay Haman's uh, if y'all don't know who was again second in command to the king, but Haman is motivated by one greed and selfish ambition. In both organizations, uh, uh, organization leaders, you will find this. Okay, Haman's is a spirit now. They're motivated by greed, selfish ambition. They get in. A, we don't know exactly what happened that promoted Haman, but we do that he appeared to be the man for the uh, with, with the task at hand. He, he appeared to be uh, someone that people could trust. Right. Um, we want a minute here. So Haman is promoted. How we then this? We don't know exactly what happened that promoted Haman. We do know that he was eventually promoted. Okay, so that's that's that. Um, but generally, how people uh, promote themselves into these positions is through again the same way narcissistic. You know, people uh, get into your life on an individual basis, and that's through flattery, love bombing, um, grooming. And to and just basically deceptive. They're lying about what they can do or what they can accomplish um, in your life. 
They also pretend to have your best interest at heart. They give you um, not wise counsel, but they give you um, a almost like a wicked, evil form of counsel. They cause you to distrust people that you should be trusting. Like King Hersey should be trusting the people of Israel because they were God's people. His hand is almost like, but because of Haman's evil desires and his unwise counsel, he starts, he's, he's slowly trying to, um, he's slowly trying to alleviate the people of God out of position. This is the workings of Haman. And again, I have to say this again, they pretend to have your best interest at heart. They pretend to be only your wise, quote unquote, counselor. They, they look for people who they can get next to. So whoever's in command, the Haman is the, is the second hand woman or man. Okay. Jezebel did the same thing, the exact same thing. The only difference is Jezebel was successful in being able to, uh, she was successful in being able to um, uh, bring uh, Ahab to his demise because he refused to submit to uh, the warnings from the prophets, okay? Um, so that's what Haman's stuff. We have to be really, really careful about that. They do not have uh, your best interest at heart, okay? So let's talk about what else we got going on here. Um, remember, Haman's really want to take your place. Okay? So there's a 1972 song by the OJs. And uh, it's a secular song, but it has a kingdom value, a kingdom concept. And one of the lyrics go about the OJs, they smile in your face all the while they're trying to, play, they're trying to take your place, backstabbers. They smile up in your face. Do, do, do. All time, try to check your play. I know that song. <laughs> Backstabbers, and that's how Haymans are within every organization. They smile in your face, they flatter your love bomb. You, oh, I'm your, I'm your second in command. They pretend, um, but they really are backstabbers. They're just trying to take your place. All right. Um, so remember, in the Bible, you look at Haman. The conversation that Haman was having with his wife was completely different from the conversation that he was having with the king. Remember that. So the king was completely oblivious to Haman's plot and plans because again, what he was saying to the king was completely different to what he was saying behind the scenes. And when you have spiritual Haman's, that's what they're doing. They're pretending to have your best interests at heart, but the conversation they had and with their friends, their homegirls, home guys is completely different. They have no intentions of really truly being there for you. They're not really who God, who God has sent. But again, they're placating you to try to get in goods with you. Okay. All right. Uh, but remember this, this is a hidden gem here. Remember this, remember this y'all. God always has hidden gems because God is not going to allow Haman's to succeed long-term if you submit, if you are submitted to him. Okay. Uh, God always has a hidden gem. Always, he has a hidden gem. He'll have an Esther. He'll have a uh, a Mordecai. Uh, yeah, Mordecai. Have Mordecai. He'll have a Joseph in hiding. He'll have a Daniel in hiding. He has people in hiding. But you do have to at least be aware of of people who are motivated by a Haman type of spirit. Okay. All right. We just got a few more things. Okay, a few more things, and then uh, we will be done for today. Remember, the process produces greatness in you. The process, the hiding process. And secular organizations, they are not really concerned about your personal growth 
and development. It's not the number one thing. It's more like the numbers. It's all a numbers game. Okay, <laughs> we saw it during the pandemic. They didn't care about your health, your family, who was sick or nothing. It was all a numbers game. And so when God is developing you into his kingdom, he is producing greatness in you, even hiding in hidden places. But he is not necessarily concerned about your numbers and what you can produce, because God can produce all by himself. In secular organizations, hunty is all a numbers game. Okay? What is really said again? I had, I'm going to I'm going to repeat myself because this is really 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 important. What is really said is I have observed is we call in, in Christian organizations we call things that are great, not that, that they're not great. We call things that are great. Um, we call things that are not good. They're not great. They're just mediocre. We call them great as if they are, and they're really not. You cannot. You just can't do it. Okay. So allow God to continue to process you, integrate what God has for you. It is for you. You don't have to manipulate. You don't have to play games. You don't have to pretend to be something that you're not. You don't have to strategize. But again, it's not kingdom. I mean, it's not business. It's not business as usual. I said it because when it's business, we say, oh, it's just business. But no, no, no. When the kingdom of God is in, and you can't, you can't apply certain things from the secular realm to the kingdom of God. It's just not going to work. It's not going to work. The Bible says we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. So let's not call great things, you know, things that are, just, that are not even good. It's just mediocre. It's mediocre at best. Okay. Y'all ready for this one? All right. So we're going to continue to go on. Uh, I'm going to go to point number eight. Y'all ready for number eight? We want to be under the anointing. Say that again, y'all. Say, I want to be under the anointing. The anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing. So what do I mean by that? It simply means this. In God's kingdom, it is the anointing that makes the difference. It is the anointing that makes the difference. Some things just don't have the oil on it. You can have a good heart. You can have a good um, a message. You can have studied for hours. You can be intellectual and not anointed. You can holler and not be anointed. You can study. Sometimes you just have to wait on the anointing and remember the anointed time and the appointed time does not happen at the same time you can't call people that are not anointed anointed you can't manipulate god's anointing and let me tell you that this is what i studied again because i uh, uh, i remember i'm still a mental health clinician i studied this other stuff you can damage people when you give them a position outside of god's timing you can damage them. You can cause them to be triggered, to have mental health issues, to have breakdowns, to have psychotic disorders. People don't know because we're putting people in, in positions. Sometimes these people are emotionally unstable. God is concerned about your healing. Does not mean that before you take your positions within your organization, your companies, that you're going to be a-okay perfect. But there's something, remember, there are demons. There's a, a concept I've talked about called demons at the top. And there's a warfare that happens at every level with more, when God, uh, Paul said this, he said, um, 
there are many adversaries with these open doors. And so God had to train our mind, our heart, and our mentality to deal with adversaries. And so you can try to put a person in position and they end up damaging them in their psyche and their mental health because they, they can't handle the weight of that. They can't ha there's some areas of spiritual warfare they just cannot handle. And God's kingdom, the humble are promoted where the proud are put down. James 4, 6, New Living Translation says this. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Simultaneously, this is one when we talk about, uh, when we talk about secular organizations as well as Christian organizations. If you ever want to study the downfall, okay, of every organization, if you look, and this is again, Christian or not, the downfall of every organization is always the spirit of pride. Always the spirit of pride. Okay? When a spirit of pride gets in, just give it time. And if y'all don't deal with that, mm -mm. just 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 throw away the key, honey. It ain't work. <laughs> okay, think about this yellow cat. How many people catch catch a yellow cab? Now I'm not talking about y'all in New York, y'all may have some yellow cabs. I'm talking most people don't catch y'all yellow cabs. You know why? Pride. They refuse to change. Why don't we go to Blockbuster? But think about why do we, when I was younger, right? We had family night. We would go to a Friday night Blockbuster video, get us some VHSs. Why don't we do that? Some people say, well, times change. We don't use uh, VHSs now. We got Netflix. But you know, if if if, if Blockbuster video and all their success had they just got with the program, not because what happened was the CEO they thought we're Blockbuster. We have dominated the field. They, they got lifted up in pride and they thought, remember, remember King Nebuchadnezzar, how God had to humble him? These, if you look at organization leaders that fall and the organizations that fall somewhere, you have to look at the core is the spirit of pride. Okay, watch this. Uh, let me read this. Um, in God's kingdom, let me read... Um, uh, Psalm 75, uh, chapter 7, verse 6. For promotion cometh neither from the north, from, from the east, from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He put it down one and set up another. So God is committed to your success. But if you get into prideful, God himself going to put you down, honey. God himself going to do what? Put you down. Verse 10. Uh, point number 10. I think we're almost done, y'all. Are we almost done? Yeah, we're almost done. In God's kingdom, kingdom leaders are prepared for spiritual warfare because you are advancing the kingdom of God. Watch, are you, are you with me? The enemy is not going to allow you to fall asleep while you advance God's kingdom. It's just, it ain't going to happen quite like that. Y'all with me? It's not going to happen quite. Remember, uh, secular leaders... Uh, are not, they don't know nothing about no spiritual warfare. They just don't. But why is this important? Because remember, I told you at the beginning, I tend to, in my counseling practice, uh, I deal with people who are Christians in a secular, Christian, Christian leaders in a secular world. Okay? Very rarely do I have someone who comes to treatment who only is just like the elder of their church or the pastor of their church. Usually they are like, uh, minister and the church and the you know the director of their company those are j just generally tend to be my demographics here in general there are also exceptions because remember my background is also trauma okay 
So oftentimes, uh, if you are a kingdom leader, and even if you are not don't have a, a position in church, you're still going to experience the same warfare because you're operating as a Christian in a secular world that's, that tends to not be embracing of Christians or Christianity. And so you may experience uh, some type of warfare related to that. Okay, and so what happens is before God promotes you to a position, whether in the Christian world or the secular world or whatever you are, uh, you will be prepared in the area of spiritual warfare. Now, spiritual warfare is not just laying hands on people, okay? That's not it. I'm talking about how do you deal with certain spirits in the, in the workplace. And again, you can be a Christian doctor, you can be a Christian lawyer, you can be a Christian therapist, you can be a Christian actor, you can be a Christian uh, uh, um, uh, whomever, a politician. And you don't have to compromise your conviction, but the enemy is not going to just sit around and say, "Well, okay, since you want, since you want to be a light in the world, you know." And so, when God's preparing us, He's preparing us to deal with spiritual warfare in different areas, in different realms and areas. Okay, but again, in the secular world, there's no preparation, and so this is why it's really important for my researchers because if we only apply a secular uh, ideology or mentality to our faith, you will miss out and you will find yourself being damaged. Okay. Because you don't understand warfare. You're not being prepared for the downsides. Everybody wants uh, a nice car or, or what they think, um, um, being a leader is a nice car. People knowing your name. I mean, most people, you know, but they don't understand there's warfare. They don't, they, you know, my pastor says this, people want your position, but they don't want your process, you know, uh, and so you're going to have to be aware of that. One thing I always say is um, there's some people that don't want to, as far as Hamas are concerned, they're not gleaning from you. They want to be you. Are you with me? And so God has to teach us that. So remember, it's not, that's the only thing I can say, y'all. This is, this is, this, I, listen, this is, this is what I do. <laughs> um, but, uh, so I want you to, to remember God has his best for you and submit to his, submit to his, his, just submit to God. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He really does. Don't pursue people. Don't pursue positions. Don't pursue it. Pursue God. And then he will tell you what next steps to take. Anyone knows me, I've said it's very bold. God told me to do this. God told me to start a podcast. God told me to start my own private practice. Everything I've done for the most part, I didn't just do it because I was trying to like make money. And I was just, I want people to see me. I don't write books because I don't care if you see me or not. Everything I do, that I just hear from God and I do it. Remember, God knows what is best for you. Okay. All right. Now, make sure you subscribe because I have another teaching coming up. And it's going to be really, really good. And I'm going to probably, I may do that more today. It is called, what is it called, Samaria? Hold on. I forgot that quick. <laughs> the power. It's called the power. Life is definitely the power of the time. It's going to be really good. All right. God bless you. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, if you want to request speaking engagements, that will be www.drsamariacover.com. If you're going to tr requesting, um, uh, uh, therapy, you got to go to my website at www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. You must be a North Carolina resident. I will not respond to any other emails or DMs, okay, for therapy. And if you want to know more about my training courses, uh, www.trainingchristianleaders.com. And then, of course, uh, follow me on the uh, social medias because the things I have planned out coming up for the next 2023 year, hopefully y'all have your, you know, all be playing out your steps and have your, your, you know, your calendars and such, cause you are, you know, we're going to boss next year as well. But anyway, you can, um, 
Just make sure you follow me on social media platforms because as I release new things, I will definitely be posting them and letting people know about it. Alrighty, God bless y'all. Back in the day, another time, another what? Banger? Yes, ma'am.